the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. What exactly is the gospel? What is the good news? Many Catholics don't know. They may know many different things about the Catholic faith, but they don't know the core gospel message. Focused missionaries on college campuses find it very helpful to have this in, in for leading Catholics back to Jesus, and leading people to Jesus, of like being able to share the gospel with them. I remember the first time uh, you, as a priest where someone was saying, okay, um, if you were to share the gospel with someone in two to three minutes, how would you do it? And I was like, blah, 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 blah. You know, I didn't have, I was like, well, how can I fit it all into two to three minutes? Like, um, like where do I start? There's just so much, it's so overwhelming. Once they shared with me how to do it, then I was like, oh, that's, that seems actually pretty obvious. But I, I couldn't come up with it uh, before they had shared with me. And so, so it's with this where I want to um, equip you in, in, so that when the opportunity presents itself to you, where whether it's with a, a sibling, a neighbor, a fellow parishioner, where you're able to share the gospel and helping them to go to the next step in giving their life to Jesus. So the, the uh, proper word for this, or the, the correct um, the, uh, word for this is called the kerygma. Like the core of the gospel is called the, the kerygma. And so what are these five points? So first I'll just share what the five points are and then uh, going in depth uh, into each one of them. So, so first is creation. That God created us out of love. That God is love. And, uh, and that he um, desires relationship with us. So God, created, God is love and he desires relationship with us. Secondly is the fall. That Adam and Eve, ever since the fall of theirs, where my sin breaks my relationship with the Lord. And so then thirdly is redemption. That Jesus can restore that relationship with the Lord through his passion, death, and resurrection. Then fourth, salvation, where I'm invited to trust Jesus, to turn to him, to turn away from sin, and to give my life to Jesus. And then fifthly is recreation, where Jesus gives me his Holy Spirit, fills me with his Holy Spirit, so that I can live this new life in the church, and that uh, he sends me out to spread this good news. So those are the, the five steps. So let's go more in depth um, with each one. So first, creation. So creation, God is love, and he created us for relationship with him. That we were made to be in relationship with God. Where uh, we, we see in 1 John 3, 1, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, yet that is what we are. And so where God, he loves you. He created you out of love, and He created you for love. Where, uh, to, to emphasize this, where He created us out of love, like, He didn't need us. God was absolutely perfect in Himself before He, he created anything. Why did He create us? Because He is love, and the nature of love is that it desires to give itself to others. So, the only reason God created us was so that we could receive His love and that we could participate in his love. 
and that we could be in relationship with him. And so it's with that word, God again, didn't need us. Like it wasn't like he needed us to worship him to help his self-esteem. No, uh, God was, he's absolutely perfect. He was perfectly happy, he's perfect love. He created us out of love for love. Where God, he loves you. Like he, he loves each and every one of us. And so, so that's the first one. And, and it's also helpful in just recognizing where, like St. Augustine shows how this is for every human person, not just for Christians or Catholics, where St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. That's true of every human person, not just for Catholics or Christians, but it doesn't matter if a person is Buddhist, atheist, agnostic, Hindu, Muslim, Every human person was made out of love for love. It yearns to be in relationship with God. And so uh, we hear this, uh, I've heard it many times in conversion stories where people share how they had everything that the world said that uh, would make them happy, and yet they weren't happy, they, they felt empty. Realizing that the thing that they were missing was being in relationship with God. And so that makes all the difference. So, so first step, creation, God is love, and we were made to be in relationship with the Lord. Second then is uh, the fall, where I've broken my relationship with the Lord through my sin. So in other words, sin is something that hurts my relationship with God. And um, so sin isn't just a matter of uh, breaking a rule, or going again, like, yeah, break, breaking uh, some type of rule or guideline or something, but rather, it's all about relationship. For God is our Heavenly Father, God the Father is our, our Heavenly Father who loves us, and so when I sin, I'm hurting my relationship with Him. I'm going against Him, and uh, I'm turning away from Him. And so, um, so then also it's helpful for us to remember that <clears throat> that sin makes us miserable. Like, it, it, it leaves us feeling empty and miserable. Sure, there's pleasure at the beginning, otherwise there wouldn't sin, uh, there, there, uh, but the pleasure is very short-lasting. It doesn't last very long. Like, whether it's um, letting our tongue go and, and saying, uh, the, calling this person uh, this name, and there's a moment of enjoyment, uh, but then it doesn't last, it, and it actually leaves us uh, feeling miserable. Or like in every sin where it feels good to indulge for a little bit, otherwise we wouldn't sin if it wasn't at all pleasurable, but it doesn't last. It, it leaves us feeling miserable and, and empty. And so it's with that where it leaves us without joy, without peace, without happiness. And so, so first, creation, God is love, <clears throat> excuse me, and we are created for a relationship with him. Second is the fall, that I break that relationship with through my sin. Third then is redemption. So redemption is where Jesus restores our relationship with God by his passion, death, and resurrection. So in other words, where Jesus is the one who can restore that relationship. That I, I can't make up for my sins. I can't uh, just try harder. I, I can't like uh, fix my sins. That it's only through Jesus coming, 
in dying for us on the cross, where he then is able to, I'm able to be forgiven of my sins, where he paid the price for my sins. And it's only by that, by having Jesus as my Savior, that I can then be in, re um, that he can restore my relationship with God, that, that I can be back in relationship with him. And uh, we hear this in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. So Jesus came, God the Father sent Jesus so that, uh, to, to die for our sins and that we may have eternal life. Without Jesus, uh, we can't do it. Where we hear in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Where Jesus doesn't say like, I am a, a way, a truth, a, li uh, a life, or a, a, a really good way. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. And so the only way to heaven is through Jesus. And uh, the only way for uh, of forgiveness of sins is through Jesus. And we heard that in today's second reading where uh, we heard Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. And so, so it's uh, with that word, Jesus came to die for our sins. And, um, and then ultimately, why? So that we could be back in relationship with God. Because we were made to be in relationship with Him. That's what our hearts yearn for, every human heart. Then the fourth step is salvation. So salvation is then where Jesus invites me to, to trust Him, to turn away from sin, like to repent, and to give my life to Him. So, so the salvation is where um, we're invited to, yeah, to trust Jesus more, and to, to turn away from sin and to give our life to Him. And so, with this, where we, we see um, in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, it's a matter of us then turning to Jesus, like and placing our trust in Him, not in ourselves, but placing our trust in Him, and turning away from sin, repenting, because sin is uh, hurting our relationship with God, is what, sin is what separates us from God, and giving our lives to Jesus, giving our lives to the Lord. This starts, this so is, um, starts with baptism, is the first response if someone hasn't been baptized but then ultimately for us who have been baptized it's a matter of going to confession that's how we turn away from sin and how we then also uh, give our lives to the Lord obviously uh, Jesus can isn't limited to confession like uh, he, he can forgive us of our venial sins in with a simple act of contrition uh, and our Father, or at the beginning of every Mass. But it's in the sacrament of confession where He gives us sacramental graces, where He helps us to um, not only forgive us our sins, but He brings healing. He brings graces of healing. And also He strengthens us in each of these areas. St. John Paul II, he would go to confession uh, once a week. Uh, Mother Teresa, uh, I'm pretty sure she was as well. Not because they're falling into to mortal sin every week, but because uh, 
confession isn't just for mortal sins, where where it's uh, it has graces of healing and strengthening attached to it. Then the fifth step is recreation. So where Jesus has poured his Holy Spirit into my heart to bring me new life in his church. And he sends his church on mission so that others can experience this new life. So it's with that where once we've turned to Jesus and uh, we've responded to him, then where he fills us uh, with his Holy Spirit and we live this new life, where it is truly a new life, where we hear this throughout the scriptures of this new life. And it truly is good news. I want to go back to the previous one with the, the step, fourth step of salvation to really emphasize that this is actually a invite. So Jesus, he died on the cross for every human person, not just us here, uh, just us who are alive right now, but every human person that was and every human person that will be. But that does only, it only helps those who respond to his invitation. Jesus dying on the cross does absolutely no good for those who continue on their way, who, who ignore his invite. It's only by turning to Jesus and giving our lives to Jesus that Jesus dying on the cross has any, does anything for us. Like we receive uh, the same graces at our baptism, being washed for original sin, becoming a beloved daughter, beloved son of God the Father. But if we continue just going away from the Lord, but not giving our life to Him, not responding to that invite, it does us no good. But with, so that Jesus is offering us eternity, this life of uh, of re relationship with God in heaven, and it's up to us to, to choose. So the five steps again: first, we have creation; God is love, and He created us for a relationship with Him. Second, the fall where my sin breaks my relationship with the Lord, then redemption, where Jesus came to restore my relationship with him through his passion, death, and resurrection, and then salvation, where the invite is given to me, and I then can choose to turn uh, in trusting him more, turn away from sin, and um, as well as uh, giving my life to him, and then lastly, recreation, where he fills me with his Holy Spirit and, uh, and gives me this new life then to be shared with uh, all, as is good news. So here we are in the first Sunday of Lent, this time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So it's in this where we're invited to focus on that fourth step, the fourth step of salvation. And so it's with this where, uh, where Jesus, he said in today's gospel, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. For Jesus is inviting us to do three things, like those three things, of trusting him more, of turning away from sin, and uh, giving our life to him. So first, trusting him more, like trusting, placing our trust in him, not just placing our trust in ourselves. One of the things that COVID has done in this past year, it has removed the veil of, um, and it's unveiled how we have placed our trust in so many other things and people. And so anxiety has gone through the roof this past year because we've placed our trust in all sorts of uh, other things and people and structures and instead of play, turning to Him. 
And so it's with us where Jesus is inviting us in the season of Lent in placing our trust in Him, not relying on ourselves, but turning to Him and relying upon Him. Then secondly, for turning away from sin. That's what um, our, our this time, this season of Lent is for, where with prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we're tur turning away from sin, where our fasting is helping us to be free from the different attachments that pull, turn, pull us away from Jesus. And, uh, and so it might not even be bad things, but just things that are taking my time away from Jesus, or taking my time away from Jesus and my family, and so where I need to be free from these attachments. And so fasting helps us so much in, in turning and being free from these attachments and turning away uh, from sin. And then lastly, in giving our lives to Jesus. And so that's um, what we're ultimately desiring to do, to become freed so that we can give our life to Jesus, where we actually have a capacity, a greater capacity to do that. And so uh, when, we, when we come forward for communion, in a way it's like an altar call. It's a, in a way, it's like saying, Jesus, I give myself to you. I, I give you my whole life. I want you to be Lord of my life. Coming forward for, to, and receive communion, we're, we're doing an altar call of sorts. And so I invite you in doing that, and in, in being very intentional in coming forward for communion of giving yourself to Jesus, giving him full permission, giving him full reign of your life. And what does he do? He gives his whole self to you. In the Eucharist, he gives his whole self to each one of us. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. May each of us heed Jesus' words this Lent. May we trust Jesus more and more, turn from sin day after day, and continue to choose to give our lives to Jesus and to share this good news with others.